My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar, former world heavyweight champion, and I want you to choose your four. This is Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Your four. It's Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Hello, humanoids. This is Ian from Squared Circle History, and I'm here to ask you to choose your four. It's Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Welcome to the only podcast that chooses a topic and lets you, the fans, submit their lists, all en route to us constructing our Mount Rushmore of a specific topic. And this week, it's the Mount Rushmore of Managers. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Brian. What's going on, guys? What's up, Ian? We took a week off. How you feeling, Brian? I'm feeling great. What'd you think of that intro from Raven there? Oh, that's great, man. I don't know how you did it. And I have a very special list submission uh, at the end that I will play from Raven himself. Um, but Brian, what wrestling shirt are you wearing today? Tonight I am wearing the Fuji Vice t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Remember that one? Yes, yes, I do remember that one. Was that if you a... don't, you just look at it and you know, it should refresh your memory. <laughs> Well, I thought you were asking me if I remembered the Fuji Vice segment. All of it. Yeah, of course. The, the TNT Tuesday Night Titans with Don Morocco. They were they were trying to uh, spoof Miami Vice and all sorts of 80s programs back then. But, on the boat. Uh, on the boat. It, it would have made a great action show, I think. You know, they, they're a great uh, comedy duo right there. Don Morocco. I don't. I wouldn't consider Don Morocco a comedy act. Well, he's, he's hard Don edge. Don Morocco. You know? the, those, those are great. What a great actor, Don, Don Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So today I am wearing my Bruiser Brody of the Dead shirt, designed by of the Dead. Go on Instagram, check out his awesome t-shirts and designs. And he also designed the Squared Circle History logo. One of them, at least. The other one is designed by Angry Lemonade. That was the first one that came out. Just the one pillar with the chains coming out of it. But of the Dead designed the, the ring. Yeah. Now what? Uh, I'm looking at the shirt. He's got the handout. Rudy yeah, Brody's got the handout. Yeah, um, Berserker types. Berserker got that from him. Huh? Berserker ripped yeah. him off. Yeah, the whole Huss. Huss. Yep, completely ripped him off. The whole gimmick, right. except for the chain. And instead of a chain, the Berserker carried a sword and right. wore his Flavor Flav helmet. Uh, he had he had haunts on his helmet. Who? Flavor Flav. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude. All right. Come on, oh, you yeah. didn't, you know you didn't watch Flavor of Love? Of course I did. Binging on it. Wow! <laughs> I love New York. You love New York, there you go. And as always, reading our lists for us. Oh, Brian, I didn't give you a, uh, you I didn't know, give you a proper I, intro. I'm I just realizing waiting, that. I know, you know what? I wasn't saying anything. Yep. I was waiting to see what, uh, okay. what compliment you were going to give Sarah tonight. Okay. Um, I am going to call Sarah... Lovely and talented, but maybe not on the same lovely and talented scale as Brian. I'm nobody's leftovers, Ian. <laughs> You're doing out of pity. I'm not. I'm not going to accept it. So, Sarah, go ahead. Hi. Thanks for that intro. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. 
<laughs> okay, so with all this said, nobody puts Brian in the corner here. <laughs> Sorry, baby. All right. So with all that said, let's begin construction on the Mount Rushmore of managers. Up first, as always, is Pat R from Fall River with Bobby the Brain Heenan, Sensational Sherry, Paul Bearer, and Paul Heyman. So, no spoilers here. A couple of those names on there are going to be heard a lot during this episode. We have uh, we have more submissions than ever this week. This is our first episode with 30 submissions, so it's like we have our own proverbial Royal Rumble of Mount Rushmore lists here. Yeah, Um. so, off the bat, Bobby Heenan, definitely. I mean, I think he's going to be there at the end. Yeah. Paul Heyman, same. I'm torn between Paul Bear and Sherry, although great great picks, especially the Sherry pick. I, I like that Sherry pick a lot, actually. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I think there's a lot more uh, suitable managers out there than to have them. And uh, what do you think, like, alright, so what makes a great manager? What, yeah, it, what it, is it? it's funny because I, I have a whole list of questions on here, and the first question is, what makes a good man- manager? Manager! Manager! <laughs> a couple people will get that. Um, well, I think it depends. Like, would you rather have a heel manager, or would you rather have a babyface manager? Well, I think if you're gonna have, a man, it's got to be a heel. It should be a heel, of course, because they, you know, they distract the referee, they hand off weapons, they get cheap shots, and you, know, you think about you. There's gonna be a lot of people on this list, and they have their own signature weapons, and they need the opportunity to use those signature weapons. But not only that, I mean, even if they don't have a signature uh, weapon. They can use their props. So a lot of managers will come out with a tie, a necktie, mm-hmm. or shoes, and they can just take their necktie off, strangle the guy sure. who's on the apron, or use the shoe as a foreign object, and you know, hit him in the head while he's being distracted by the referee, or hang him over the ropes, and you know, take him by the back of the neck and choke him over the ropes. As long it's as it's a great prop. Yeah, and as long as they evoke some sort of emotion from the fans, whether it be you know positive or negative. Um, you know, I guess a, a good role of a manager would be to rile up the crowd if the guys in the ring maybe are slowing it down a little bit. Absolutely, but the thing is, if you're a manager, you need to know where that fine line is between getting heat for yourself and getting heat for your the guy you're managing. Yes, because that's, that's another topic I, I wrote down here is uh, managers outshining their clients, if you will. Right, and that's um, what and I we've think, seen it. You know, I think that's a lot of the problem with having managers these days. Because if you look at the managers in the 80s, 90s, they were out for heat for their guys. And they had so many, like, you know, he didn't have the Heenan family. Um, you know, they had a lot of, Jimmy Hart had a lot of guys that he managed at the same time. Sure. And the psychology that those guys have to get heat for their guys, as opposed to getting heat for themselves, was uncanny. It's unmatched these days, and I think that's a lot of the reason why you don't see managers around a lot, you know, more often than you, you do. Yeah, and it, it's it's really strange because, yeah, like you said... You would see managers managing you know, multiple clients, and you know nowadays it's like if you're a manager, you stick to one person, or you stick to one tag team, or if you're in a faction, you know whatever. But it, I don't know things. Things are a lot different nowadays. Very different. And even in character, you would have the managers negotiating, you know, title matches and, and things like that, and it just doesn't seem like the managers have that same role anymore. Right. I've I've heard uh, stories of the missing link, like Bobby Heenan was actually his 
manager outside of wrestling. Yeah, Paul Ellering too for the Road Warriors. Right. So book all of his travel, all the travel. They would take care of everything. So there's another thing right there. Is there there are actual managers, then there are just character managers, and then if we even want it, we're only on the first list right now. But if we want to get into valets, like what's the difference between a manager and a valet? Oh, there's no difference. I mean, same thing with an agent. Yeah. Paul Heyman was Brock Lesnar's agent. It's just. It's a title they give a manager. Sure. It's still a manager. In the end, it's a, if they're accompanying somebody to the ring, and it's not their tag team partner, it's a it's a manager. Matilda was a manager. Matilda was a manager. Wow. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Yep. Frankie. Well. All right. So we're going to have plenty of time to talk about everybody else, but uh, Sarah, would you please read our next submission? The next four are from Bobby on the Beat. Bobby Heenan, Jim Cornette, The Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, and Paul Heyman. So Jim Cornette... Without a doubt, one of the greatest managers of all time. Also one of the most controversial characters in all of wrestling. Uh, but you can't deny, I mean, Jim Cornette, I, I believe, you know, got his start in like 1983. And still, to this day, is, I mean, he's not managing anymore, but he's, you know, he's still relevant. People still turn to him for opinions, whether, he, you know, he positive could or manage. negative. <laughs> he could manage if he still wanted to, though. Sure. I mean, the guy's... He's got the gift of gab, and that's he, another yes. thing you need as a manager. Yes, he's got to talk the people in, but like him, you you rarely ever see him stumble over his words. I mean, he is sharp. He's quick. Um, you know, I mean, from the from the territory days to WCW to to WWF. I mean, even in Smoky Mountain, his own company. I mean, Jim Cornette. That is one manager that really has done it all. And what about his presentation? The clothes he came out with. Oh those, yes, those polyester suits, clothes. Polyester, polyester suits. Living off of his mother's fortune. Right. Um, and of course the tennis racket, which I recently heard helped him out when fans got a little unruly too. Yeah, he used to like load it, right? Oh, he would load that <laughs> tennis racket, and smash people in the face. But he only did that after some. Yeah, he had a reason to do that. He was attacked. Right. Can't blame him. Um, yeah, no. I mean, he's trying to protect himself, and at that time, he was only in his 20s. Right. His early 20s. And did you notice that a lot of these guys got their start the same way? As, like, photographers. photographers yeah. Or... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jim Cornette, Paul Heyman, um, John Arezzi that does the Pro Wrestling Spotlight podcast. He was a photographer. Uh, I mean, a manager? I mean, independent. Independent oh, manager. Gotcha. Um, uh, the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, there's somebody who has also been around for a long time, and he's been in the entertainment industry for a long time, starting out in the rock group, The Gentries, and then moving on to be a wrestling manager in Memphis with uh, The First Family, and then moving on to WWF with The Hart Foundation, and think about all the tag teams he managed. And that's another good example of someone who manages guys outside the ring. Yes. He was managing Hogan's uh, stuff, you know, personal business. Personal business, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Hart, that's that's another jack-of-all-trades right there, and definitely another guy who's just stood the test of time. And the megaphone is so iconic. Definitely is. I mean, you think of a megaphone anywhere. Think of a megaphone when you're watching... I mean, when I see a megaphone, I think Jimmy Hart. Yeah, you think Jimmy (laughs) Hart. Automatically. (laughs) All right. Um, And then Paul Heyman... Uh, it's interesting because Paul Heyman has had also a very long career as a manager, but he started out as Paulie Dangerously, uh, doing pretty much a different character, uh, and then transitioned all these years later to Paul Heyman, the sports agent. But going back to those signature weapons, you had Paulie Dangerously with a giant cell phone, which back then wasn't really a giant cell phone, it was just a cell phone. That's how big they were back then. Yeah, phone in a bag. 
phone in a bag. Zach that's Moore's it. phone. <laughs> that's it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Paul Heyman though. I mean, even now, I think he's better now than he was back then oh, with the English Alliance. You know, absolutely. I mean, Paul Heyman comes on, he talks you. Listen. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. he, he always a, has a good message. It's appointment TV when he uh, when he's on Raw. Uh, yes, that's yeah, that's perfect. Or SmackDown now. I don't know where is he. SmackDown. SmackDown. He's with the Tribal Chief. You better acknowledge me next time, Ian. As lovely and talented, I want to be acknowledged. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. <laughs> this is coming out of left field right Rogan now. Rogan wants to be acknowledged as the Tribal Chief. I want to be acknowledged oh, here. Oh, I got you. I got you. All right, so maybe maybe y'all start being the lovely and talented one, and Sarah will have to be Just Sarah. something no. else. Just Sarah. No, oh, see, boy. because I no, this doesn't work that way. Okay. All right. Well, I know. I know. We. I know where your uh, your heart is. My obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah. Who do we have next? Nobody throws Brian in the corner. <laughs> That's a T-shirt. That'll be an eventual T-shirt. <laughs> now we have a list from first-time submitter Dirty Heels podcast with Paul Heyman, J.J. Dillon, Paul Bearer, and Bobby Heenan. So yes, the Dirty Heels podcast. Check that out. They cover all sorts of independent wrestling. I listened to one recently about the history of combat zone wrestling. Uh, these guys do a good thing. So definitely check them out. But the name that sticks out on here, J.J. Dillon. J.J. Dillon, I feel, does not get enough credit. That, there was a guy, he could talk people into the seats. He, uh, you know, known for managing the Four Horsemen, but I mean, managed the Nature Boy Buddy Landell, managed Black Bar, managed... Cowboy Ron Bass for a while. Uh, J.J. Dillon, classy uh, classy dude right there. Yeah, um, I guess, I mean, like I said before, I don't. I didn't watch a lot of the Down South Wrestling, but uh, from what I gather, J.J. Dillon was great. I mean, I do remember him with a horseman, of course. Yeah. They're a horse, of course. Of, co- <laughs> of course. And, no, but I do remember that. Um, yeah, he was he was good, but, I mean, I think a manager's man, I, I really, honestly, don't even think of WCW, really. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, that's what you, you grew up with. You know, you grew up with, with WWF. Right. But they had all the best managers. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, eventually, let's be honest. J.J. Yeah, Dillon was the only one who didn't. Like, he went to the company, but he went to work as, like, backstage. Right. Uh, I don't know why. Think about it. They had they had J.J., they had Arn, they had Tully, they had Barry Windham all at the same time. They just needed Flair. And then they all left, and then Flair came in. Yeah. At every opportunity to get that done and swung and missed. Nope. Like they usually do. They usually do. You know, I'd like to see their batting average. All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Grudge Match Brand brings us Paul Bearer, Bobby Heenan, Paul Heyman, and Paul Ellering. Grudge Match Brand, check them out on Instagram. They have a wonderful, wonderful store with many awesome designs. I always mention the uh, the Jushin Liger uh, motorhead design, but check it out. But, again, we see Bobby Heenan on here. We see Paul Heyman on here. Another vote for Paul Bearer. And there we go, Paul Ellering. I disagree with the Paul Ellering. Yeah? I mean, I don't think, you know, carrying a rolled-up newspaper to the ring. And, you know, even his talking. I didn't like his uh, his cadence when he, when he spoke. Okay. You know, I think Animal did a fine job with with his promos. With the uh, Tell Him Hawk. And Hawk would come in with a, well! Like, that was great. You didn't need Paul Heyman. I mean, Paul Heyman. Paul Ellering to uh, enhance that team. That's my opinion. Hey, could you, can you imagine though if Paul Heyman managed the Road Warriors? Huh? Can you imagine if Paul Heyman? Oh, Paul, I was yeah. say Paul Ellering. Yeah, the... that would be uh, that would be something, I guess. Take a look at my Warriors of the Road. <laughs> they are quite the Legion of Doom, you see. 
Um, but let's go. Let's talk about Paul Bearer for a little bit here. Paul Bearer, who started out as Percy Pringle, uh, down in world class. Uh, you might have managed before that. It's slipping my mind right now. But as Paul Bearer, that, that he went to a completely different level managing the Undertaker, and. Is that enough? Is that enough to get you on onto the Mount Rushmore for really only managing, you know, Undertaker, Mankind, Kane, Vader? Oh, yes! <laughs> no, it isn't, though. <laughs> the Paul Bearer has spoken. Sarah, who do we have next? Next up is TTD Wrestling with Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart, Paul Bearer, and Paul Heyman. Do you have a favorite Bobby Heenan moment? Um, we must all have a great Bobby Heenan moment. It's he his comments, man, were were like second to none. You talking to me? Yeah, and like when him and Gorilla played off each other <laughs> so well, and it's not even a moment I, you know when he was managing, but him and Gorilla, he'd be like, you know, what do you say? Like, I'll take you, I'll take you outside, and Gorilla's <laughs> like, let's go then. He goes, no, I have something like I have to call a match. <laughs> You know what I mean? I prior obligations. Right, you know. A broadcast journalist, Gorilla. Well, you know, it's not fair to flare. <laughs> oh, there goes your meal ticket, Gorilla. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, probably the most famous one, the Royal Rumble 92, with him just just pulling for Flair the, the whole yeah. time. Every time Flair is about to get get out, he's just going, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like Cleveland from Family Guy. <laughs> now, now, now. <laughs> but see, all right, with Heenan, though, that, it goes back to, like, you know, what makes a great manager. He... Yeah. He could. He was. He was a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just good, but I heard he was like actually a great wrestler. It, it, with him, all right. This is going to be a weird comparison, but he, he reminds me of Chris Farley in the sense that Chris Farley was a very uh, physical comedy actor. He would throw himself through tables, throw himself around to, to get a laugh out of right, people. But, and I think Bobby Heenan did that. Went over the top. Did the big flips. You know, Hogan exactly. punches him. He does a backflip. You know. Right. Um, but he knew how to. Re- he knew how to get. In, Work as a manager, as a wrestler, if that makes any sense. So when he was in the like in a ring with someone, you know, in a match, he would wrestle like a manager would wrestle. Like a manager really didn't know how to wrestle, right? Yes. But he could take yes. bumps with the best of them. His bumps were amazing. You know. Yep. Master of psychology. Right yeah, there. that's what you gotta know how to do. So, I mean, I guess to be a manager, you have to know how to you know be a wrestler first. Sure. But a lot of times, a manager will go in there and he'll. Put on a, a good match, you know, and like actually do some spots. Like, wow, this guy's this guy could be a wrestler. Yeah, you know. And I don't think that it should be that way. I think you should go in there like Jim Cornette did, you know, fists folded over, yeah. you know, blocking your face, and just you know, be the chicken shit heel manager. Yeah. Um, and not a badass because that's not what you're being paid to do. You exactly. Know? You you have to know when to. I. I heard Raven say this once. You have to know when to show your ass, and what that means is you you have to you, you have to be a coward. You have to know when to cower. You have to know when to bow up. You you gotta you gotta talk a big game, but when it comes time to you know stand up to the guy that you you're talking to, you you gotta start to cower like the Absolutely. little dog. But wrestlers as managers, I mean J.J. Dillon, he used to be he used to be a wrestler. Um, Paul Ellering used to be a wrestler. So. I, I have to agree with you on that. I think that if you if you've been in the ring before, if you've you know taken the bumps, if you know how to work a match, that is definitely going to help you as a manager because, like you were saying, you have to know the right time to say turn around to the crowd and tell them to shut up, or you have to know the right time to distract the referee. 
Um, I, the manager is just as important as the two guys in the ring, or at least they should be. No, it, exactly. And you know what? A lot of times they'll have a spot where, you know, they'll talk about it in the back and say, all right, you know, and I'll wait for this, and the manager will need to watch out for that spot. Yes. And if they don't hit it, then that could throw off the uh, the pace of the match. Absolutely. Or, you know, anything. All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Package Pile Driver Shirts votes for the three Pauls, Ellering, Bearer, Heyman, and Bobby Heenan. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Three Pauls and a Heyman. I mean, in a Heenan. <laughs> Screw that one up. <laughs> three Pauls and a Heenan. <laughs> um, let's see. So... I'm surprised Paul Ellering's on there again. Yeah, well... Is he on there a lot? He's on here a few times. I mean, maybe it's because the whole animal thing recently. Maybe he's fresh in people's minds. Yeah, but I mean, from from going back and watching some of the Jim Crockett stuff, he had more of a... He had more of a role back then. Like, he would... It wasn't just Hawk and Animal cutting the promos. He would get his words in, too, and... Um, you know, build up the feud. Like, right now I'm watching the build-up of uh, the Road Warriors and the Koloffs, and at the same time, they want to get a title shot from Tag Team Champions, the Midnight Express. So you have Paul Ellering, you know, kind of talking trash about Jim Cornette, trying to set something up in the future, while at the same time talking trash about the Russians, and they're all over the place. But Paul Ellering, no, he's, he's good. He's good. I, I, I'm not going to put him on my Ru- Mount Rushmore, but maybe if he had Rocco longer, I'd put him on my Mount Rushmore. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't see it, but... No. Oh, that's all right. Oh, but then again, he did manage the Authors of Pain. Isn't that enough to get him on this? No, man. That was that was bad. We talked about it before, about guys coming from NXT with so much promise, and they just don't know what to do with them. And, yep. and I, I didn't like the Authors of Pain that much when they were in NXT anyway, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, they, they could have done a lot of them. They were two powerhouses. And, yeah, I mean, even with Paul, the amazing Paul Ellering. Nobody could tame my beasts of war! I hate the cadence. <laughs> I don't like it. You, you mean to tell me you didn't subscribe to the Wall Street Journal just to rink, crumple it up and just smack it in your hand? No, I do it now with my dog. <laughs> oh, jeez. Smack my head. <laughs> Stupid dog. ASPCA. All those comments come from Brian. (laughs) Sarah, who do we have next? Next is a list of the great Haru with just three names. Jim Cornette, Gary Hart, and Paul Ellering. Oh, going back to uh, previously we had the list from Package Piledriver t-shirts. He's got a pretty good Magumi Kudo shirt out right now. I'm sorry? Magumi Kudo. He's got a Magumi Kudo shirt on. Oh, right that's now. the Japanese lady. The Japanese lady, right. not the Portuguese no, lady. No, no, not the Portuguese lady. Yes, he's, he's also got uh, some nice uh, FMW shorts that you can buy. FMW shorts. FMW shorts. So they're like, they're like you know, short shorts. Like Daisy Dukes? Like Kind of like Daisy Dukes, but like a uh, different material. Like um, nylon something? Something like that. And it's got like the FMW logo on the side. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell what? What I want to do with... Short nylon shorts. I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe you want to show that you are a proud FMW fan by showing off a lot of your legs and giant pink FMW logo. But I'm not a big FMW fan. Well, I am. I, I mean, I I didn't buy the shorts, but you know. Are you sure? I mean, you put it over like you have three of them. <laughs> I di- I didn't get the Magumi Kudo shirt yet. Yeah. 
but but anyway, the great Haru only giving us three this time. That's all right. Mentioned Jim Cornette, Gary Hart, Paul Ellering. Uh, I was just thinking. Do you remember the time Jim Cornette? It was a uh, shotgun Saturday night, and they had the minis. They like Max Mini and like Mini Vader, Mini Mankind, and they like chased him around. They ripped his pants off and locked him out of the building. And then no. he ran. He ran down Times I, Square. I don't remember that. It's shotgun Saturday night. No. Uh, I remember them in the Royal Rumble though, like the '95 Royal Rumble. They had like mini va- It was like Se- '97, '97. Was it '97? Yeah, because wow. it was San Antonio. Oh wow! Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I do remember them there, like the mini Mankind, mini Vader. Yeah, like, those were mini cool. Goldust. Yeah, those were cool. Those were cool. They, I think they could have, they could have done something with that minis division. Yeah. You know, they had guys. Sonny was falling in love with Max Mini. Should have been Max Midget. Ma- oh jeez. What? <laughs> That's what they, I mean, come on, right, stop. Let's stop right now. They're midgets. I, mean, I know that Hornswoggle said recently that he prefers to be called a midget. Okay, so because that's what they are. That's what he is. Well, to, to each their own. I, I don't know the struggle that they're going through. Oh, my God. So you'd rather be called a mini? Uh, no, I wouldn't. A small person. No, I, I. if anything, I think that's more degrading. That's what I'm saying. If there's already a term for... I, let's leave the... the Webster's Dictionary talk out of I'm just of saying, it's not like I'm calling them Munchkin or anything. No, but, I mean, if, if they were an actor in The Wizard of Oz, they would rightfully be a Munchkin. Yes, they were. All right. Or an elf. An elf? They didn't have elves in The Wizard of Oz. No, I'm saying if they were, like, you know, if they were in the North Pole, they'd be considered elves. Oh. Oh, I got you now. Is, right. I mean, is that offensive now? Like, can I not I call know. an elf an elf around Christmas time? Can we still call Oompa Loompas Oompa Loompas? I don't... What is Oompa that? Oompa Loompa Oompa Dee Doo Yeah Remember that Yeah What was that from? Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory That's it That's what it was Or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory Yeah Whether you like Gene Wilder Or Johnny Depp I like Gene, pick. Gene Wilder Yeah Go on Okay Sarah Who do we have next? Simon from the Naked High Submits Bobby Heenan Jim Cornette Jimmy Hart And Paul Bearer Simon from the Naked High Great band right there Great stoner rock band From Canada right there And Simon, I see on Instagram, posting pictures of uh, the different beers he has every day. Yep. But he has, he's got, he's got Bobby Heenan, Jim Cornette, Jimmy Hart, Paul Barrett. That's a solid list right there. Wow. Yeah, we're going to be hearing a lot of uh, the, the Bobby Heenan. And, and, you know, you think, I, we were talking about, you know, wrestlers with their signature weapons. You know, you got Jim Cornette with the tennis racket, you got Jimmy Hart with the megaphone. But we didn't mention Paul Bearer with the urn. That urn would come into play a lot. Yeah, it would. It's a good prop. A different prop. Original. You know, we'd have a smoke come out of it sometimes when he dropped it. Or a comma stealing it and making a nice gold chain out of it. Yep. You know, that was cool. Chasing to get it back. If you could bring a prop to the ring, what would it be? Me personally? Yeah. Huh. I hate when you put me on the spot, Ian. You know, you should just... Come to expect this. I know. Every I know week I'm gonna to... I'm gonna ask you these questions <laughs> on the spot, and you're gonna say, "Oh, geez, you're putting me on the spot." Always, it's true because I never expect it. I don't expect it. You know, expect like, the unexpected. Well, well, in this case, expect the expected. It is, I know it should be expected. <laughs> Probably just a you know plain old briefcase. A briefcase. Yeah, okay. I'm a boring guy like Take that. Take the IRS route there. Right, but you know you could always like stuff it with something, and all of a sudden you drop it and it opens and you see what's in it. Yeah. You know I mean something like that. That could work. I think I'd what. I'd want, like, a wooden spoon. But I guess it... Well, yeah, but what would your gimmick be to, to, to have a wooden spoon? Maybe I run, like, a... You're a chef? Yeah, maybe I'm a chef. As a manager? Um, like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a chef and a manager of a restaurant. 
and uh, maybe I have, you know, the uh, bookkeeping book in one hand, and I got the wooden spoon in the other hand, and I'm going to smack you off the head with it behind the referee's back. So does your None for you. Does the guy you manage and work at your restaurant? Maybe he's a busboy. Like, maybe he wears, like, an apron, and it's all, like, dirty and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would pick a wooden spoon. I always thought, uh, you know what would be a good gimmick? What's that? Is like, you know, a meter maid gimmick for restaurants. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're outside just putting tickets on everybody's car around the building. Yes. You know? Oh, man. And that would even be good, to, I mean, because obviously you, you wouldn't have a real meter maid really tag these cars in the parking lot. Right. But that would be an awesome, like, you know, a gag for the show. Like, exactly. oh, I got a ticket from, you know, right. Mr. Maid. Or, it's easy heat. Very easy, yeah. You, know, you want to get made? Right. You show them outside. You know, like, the meat is not even expired, but he's yeah. still getting a ticket or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> That'd be awesome. He's got, like, a billy club on his hand. Yeah. He's just smacking No, no, oh, it's no, the, bu- the, the What about the, the book of tickets? Yes, The exactly. book of tickets just smacking him in the palm right. of his hand. That'd be good. All of these violators. <laughs> <laughs> Move it or lose it, pal. <laughs> in someone's car. Oh, that would be know? awesome. That would be awesome. And maybe, like, you know, his uh, his tag team partner is like a tow truck guy. Yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah. That, they could call themselves Hard Times. Hard Times. Hard Times, daddy. I like it. They should make a meet a meet gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, that would, that would be pretty original. That's never happened before. Even as a manager. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, is it uh now we were talking earlier about the difference between managers and valets and the only difference that I could think of is I think a valet is just like a woman that comes to the ring that's meant to be eye candy that stands in the person's corner and really if they slap the mat yeah but I mean so a valet and a manager okay so if they're just eye candy and, you know, not to put anybody down or speak ill of the dead. But if you can't speak ill of the dead, who can you speak about? <laughs> but no, seriously. Like Luna Vachon, you know, oh, yeah. she wasn't eye candy. So was she a valet or was she a manager? I, th- I thought she was a manager because she would get involved behind the referee's back. She'd scratch the guy's eyes or scratch to their back. So would um, Sherry. And Sherry's definitely a manager. How saying. about a woman? Woman's a manager. So there's only one valet you're telling me? Is that Elizabeth? Miss Elizabeth. So there's only one valet. Maybe, but what about the time when, like... Okay, Sable. She I would wrestling. say I would say Sable was a valet, though. In the beginning, I'd say Sable was a valet for Mark Merrow because she didn't, she didn't do anything. She didn't get involved. She just stood in his corner, you know, cheered for him. Doesn't matter. But when Randy Savage first announced Elizabeth, didn't he announce her as his manager? As his manager, yes. So there you go. Randy Savage just solved it for all of solved us. Solved it for all of us. Uh, back in the day, if you were wrestling in the 80s, who would you want to be your manager? Damn it! Heenan. I, I was just going to say, Heenan. I mean, isn't it obvious? <laughs> it's either going to be Heenan or Slick. No, you keep up putting me on the spot, but no, Heenan, definitely Heenan. <laughs> yeah, why hasn't Slick made it yet? He's not mine. <laughs> well, spoiler, nobody mentioned Slick. Damn it. So, anything you want to say about Slick, you better say it now, because nobody mentioned Remember Slick. Remember the intro to that, uh, Drive Solo video? These guys won't even let me eat my yard bird. (laughs) Then it started with a beat. Oh man! Oh, the the point of that going back to the manager thing was: Do you think it's enough to just be attractive and stand in the corner to be a manager? If if that was the case, I'd be making buku money at WWE. (laughs) 
<laughs> no. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess Elizabeth did it, right? That is true. That is true. And it's interesting because when she went to WCW after her legendary WWF run, she she was a little bit more, you know, physical, getting involved in the matches, uh, you know, scratching the, the, the guy's eyes behind the referee's back and hitting him with her purse. She evolved as a manager. Yeah, she did. Okay, Sarah, who do we have next? Next we have the list from Death by Lariat. Paul Bearer, Bill Alfonso, Gato, and Paul Heyman. All right, so first and foremost, Bill Alfonso from ECW. That was a guy that knew how to get heat, blowing that whistle. And what about that beating he took from Beulah? Yeah, man, that was crazy, right? And it definitely helped that Alfonso was in the business for decades before as a referee. Right. Uh, so I mean, again, he knew he knew exactly what uh what to do, what to look for, and I like that pick. Yeah, Bill Alfonso's a great I pick, do. but that's the only he only gets mentioned once. Yeah, I believe it. Um, and then we have Gato, Gato from New Japan, you know, legendary manager of Kazuchika Okada, that moved on to Switchblade Jay White. The Bullet Club now, right? Bullet Club, Gato. yes. Yeah, you know, I and he's a former wrestler as well. I remember asking you when I first watched start watching New Japan. Hey, who's the guy with the headband? Always like, uh, he's always like stalking Okada because he would never do anything. No, and I don't know. Maybe he was great before that, and I just never saw it. But well, think about it this way: when he was with Okada, you know, Okada was like the big baby face of the company. So you know, he's just gonna really stand in the corner, cheer him on. Like, what was the guy's uh, what was the guy's name from Punch Out? The manager, Mac. No, uh, Mac oh. was the little guy. Yeah, Little Mac was the Little Mac. Was the boxer. I don't know what the guy's name was. All right, well, no problem. But all right, so that that's all right. There you go, though. So Okada was the big face, right? Gato was just cheering him on, yes. and that wasn't good. So that's that goes back to my point of you need to be a heel to be a great manager. Okay, because in that case, then Gato would just be acting as a valet. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. I guess valets are for faces and managers are for heels. Hey, that makes sense. You know, you got the two terms there as well. You got baby face and heel. You got valet and manager. Right. Who knows? Maybe I just solved it. I think you just did, and I think we're going to start referring it to them as that now. What? Faces and valets? No, I'm totally kidding. Like, we're not really going to do that. Oh, We're right. probably going to forget about it after this thing is done recording. You know what? Take everything so literal. So I know you, you can't do. do that to me. I know you do, and it's okay. That's not a problem. Okay, Sarah, who do we have next? Johnny D has on his Mount Rushmore Stacy Keebler, Paul Bearer, Paul Heyman, and Stephanie McMahon. So we got some interesting picks here, Stacy Keebler and Stephanie McMahon. I cannot kind of understand the Stacy Keebler. I mean, I know why he put Stacy Keebler on the list, but even as a manager, I mean, you know, what is she remembered for? The well, Dudleys, David Flair. I'm not. Test. <laughs> I'm not making a list, a real list to, uh, you know get my rocks off to you here. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a list based on what I think is a great manager. And Stacey Keebler was not a great manager or valet. She was great to look at, don't get me wrong. Love looking at her. Wish I could look at her right now. But, she was not a great manager. But wouldn't you agree, though, that she did provide a great distraction that would definitely help her, her wrestlers pick up wins? What, like her legs? Like taking off her skirt. And well, think about it. She, she'd stand up on the apron and, you know, like, bend over and stuff. And, you know, of course, the guy would, you know, look at her and then her wrestler would roll the guy up and pin him. Okay, how many... How often does she get her guy over by, by talking? Oh, by talking? Um, Never. Beyond just test calling his fans testicles? That's that was about it. Yeah, but that was test calling his fans testicles. That had nothing to do with Stacey. Yes, it did have something to do with Stacey because she was the one who told him that he should 
Oh, all his fans. Okay. She became like his marketing manager. Um. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you just you just got a glimpse of something great, didn't you? Yeah, Sarah showed me a picture of Stacy Keebler. And <laughs> I had to pause. It just got a little uh, real hot. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about Stephanie McMahon as a manager? No. Managing the Alliance. No, know? no, no, no. Man, managed Rhino. No, she managed Rhino. Yeah, during the the Alliance days. Man, I just I've forgotten so much wrestling over the years. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, it's a good thing I'm working on videos. It's Brian. a great thing you're here to refresh my memory. <laughs> I still don't remember her managing Rhino. I barely yeah. remember her managing Triple H. Oh, she know? managed uh, Jericho in in the build up to that WrestleMania with Triple yo, H. Yo, no, Stephanie has a manager. No, 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 no. All right, sorry, Johnny D, but uh, who else, who else is on here? Refresh well, he had Paul Bearer and Paul Heyman. Okay, so yeah, I can see that. That's it's respectable. I still didn't love Paul Bearer as a manager. No, he's a good I, manager. I, but. you know, it, it's funny because all the votes that were coming in for Paul Bearer and I felt the same way. I was like, wow, I really didn't consider him. Right, but it fit. The, it fit the gimmick. He, and all of them. I mean, even Mankind. Like you could see Paul Bearer and Mankind. Vader, eh, I don't know. Mommy, mommy. <laughs> right, like that stuff was cool. You know, Kane fit. So that could see Paul Bearer, but murderer. <laughs> murderer. <laughs> I see. I like that Paul. Like when Paul Bearer shaved his mustache <laughs> off, and then he was just like the old Southern, you know, Person father that came. Right. Murderer. <laughs> Tara, who's next? Nikki Homicide votes for woman Paul Bearer, Paul Heyman, and Bobby Heenan. Great to see a vote there for woman. Uh, very underrated, Nancy Benoit. Um, any memories of woman? Yeah, I mean. Uh, woman with the Sandman in ECW. Yes. That was nice. That was good stuff. Definitely. But she's not a great... The, she's not a good enough manager to be on a Mount Rushmore of managers. Hmm. Okay. Tori. <laughs> what about when uh, her and Elizabeth both joined Ric Flair? And uh, he had two managers in his corner. One to distract the referee, and then while the referee was distracted, woman would go over and smack him with her shoe or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was good. But I... I Liked her in ECW. The woman was a, a very integral part in the Chris Benoit Kevin Sullivan feud, uh, both in real life and in story in WCW. Uh, it's almost like Kevin Sullivan booked his own divorce, but uh, no, it was it was woman that ended up turning on Kevin Sullivan and joining up with uh, with Chris Benoit in the, in the Four Horsemen. Both in wrestling and in real life. And in real life, <laughs> yes. Um. Okay, Sarah, who do we have next? Next up is Mike the Wolverine with Captain Lou Albano, Bobby Heenan, Paul Heyman, and Jimmy Hart. All right, Captain Lou Albano, Super Mario himself. Uh, were you a big Captain Lou Albano fan, Brian? Only because he played Super Mario <laughs> in the Super Mario Brothers cartoon. <laughs> I, and he was in the Girls Wish Want to Have Fun video with yes, Cindy Lauper. Yes, Cindy Lauper. I, I thought Albano was great. I thought he was her father. <laughs> I did when I was a kid. I was yeah. like convinced that. Captain Lou Albano was Cindy Lauper's father in real life. Uh, the, the guy was just wild, wild beyond belief. He had the uh, the rubber bands glued to his face, and uh, he'd have his big gut hanging out and be calling people pre-manufactured dog biscuits. But uh, but no, but he was the manager of tag team champions. He managed more tag team champions than anybody else. He even came back to manage the Wild Samoans. No, not the Wild Samoans, the Head Shrinkers. Yeah, did he really? Yeah, he came back to 
uh, it was it was him and Alpha managed Fatu and Samu. Oh yeah, I and vaguely then vaguely remember that Samu left, and it was Fatu and the Barbarian as Sioni. That's right. They wore boots. They wore boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they had a hard time adjusting to the boots, right. but it was Albano that was telling them, you know, you gotta wear the boots. You gotta wear the boots. Yep, I do remember that. But yeah, Albano was cool, man. He was a managed George the Animal Steel. Yeah. You know. Yep. Good manager. Good pick. I like that pick. Yeah, definitely. And the rest is just you know, Heenan, Heyman, Jimmy Hart. Status quo. Yep. Yep. Uh, did you, you know it's it's a shame. I heard uh, Jimmy Hart had a had a really good business down in Florida. Uh, he had like a tiki bar. Jimmy Hart's tiki bar or something. Yeah, and he, he and all he sold was like baked, uh, beans, baked beans and, and potatoes. Yeah, but unfortunately that closed down. But that's too bad because I would have liked to have checked that out. I I hear he's. He's around at Hulk Hogan's beat shop, and you can get a picture and an autograph with him for $20. Yeah, he's down there a lot, I heard. And I, I never got to uh, see him down there or meet him or anything like that. Mouth the South, baby. It's been a few times. Um, great place to check out, definitely. But yeah, it's... I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd even bother going to that tiki bar. No. No, not really. Didn't Hogan have a restaurant, too? Hogan's Beach. It was a restaurant at first, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was. And before that, he had Pasta Mania. Oh, really? Pasta Mania in the Mall of America. It was like a fast food pasta place. Oh. Yeah. All right, Boss Mania. <laughs> Sarah, who do we have next? The next list is from Steve from Connecticut, Rhode Island, with Bobby Heenan, Paul Bearer, Sensational Sherry, and Jimmy Hart. Sensational Sherry. Do you remember when she was Sensational Queen Sherry? Yep. With the Macho Man. How about the time she dressed up like she was in Cats when she fought a... Uh, or she was supposed to fight Sapphire at SummerSlam. That's right. Sapphire uh, forfeited the match, right? She yeah, she didn't show up, and because she was bought. She was bought. How about Million Dollar Man as a manager? Don't worry, it's gonna come up. Oh really? Someone put oh, on? Oh yeah, it? he's on here twice. No really? Yeah. How about Virgil? Virgil's not even on here once. I think Virgil's a better manager than Million Dollar Man. Even though he really didn't. He really it. didn't do a lot. He didn't do anything, but he was like. He was an intricate part to that character. He was the bodyguard yeah. of, like, the top heel at the time. Right. For years. And, yeah. Yeah, I... You know what I mean? I know. Not on mine, but yeah. I think he deserves it more than Tiddy Biasi to be on a manager's list. Yeah, and we'll go back and we'll talk about people that, you know, didn't get mentioned that maybe should have been mentioned because there are a few and, you know, when I name them off to you, you'll be like, oh yeah, maybe. We'll go back and take a look. <laughs> All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Danny and Dartmouth's submission includes Bobby Heenan, Paul Heyman, Paul Bearer, and Miss Elizabeth. So there we go. We got a vote for Miss Elizabeth right there. Uh, you know, legendary character right there. She's pretty much like the princess from Super Mario. Um, that's, but, that's a good, uh... Yeah, I'm telling you. That's, that's a good example. Yeah, she's she's the princess, which I guess <laughs> makes Macho Man Mario. Right. Get out of my way, you goombas! <laughs> yeah, but he always had her. Like, he should have been chasing her. You. That makes Hogan Bowser. Yeah. Hogan steals the princess. <laughs> Randy's... And, and Luigi is Lenny Poffo. <laughs> Mario. Mario, we have to save the princess. <laughs> Danny Scott, Bobby Heenan, Paul Heyman, Paul Beck. I would love to see a cartoon <laughs> with the Poffo brothers. Hogan as Bowser, and Elizabeth as the princess. Oh my god, that would be awesome. Okay, Sarah, who do we have next? 
Ship from Shipland votes for Bobby Heenan, Miss Elizabeth, The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and Paul Heyman. So there he is, Million Dollar Man, manager of the Million Dollar Corporation, briefly managed Andre the Giant, and uh, in WCW, he managed the Steiner Brothers, and he was with the NWO. So I'd say, you know, Ted DiBiase has, has a right to a vote on here. I mean, any manager has a right to a vote, but no. No. <laughs> in, not Ted DiBiase. I'm sorry. No. No. I mean, think about it. For, for when, a I, when I put it out there, I, I meant that he was a manager. Like, I, I was like, oh, you know, what about Ted DiBiase as a manager? Yeah. But I really didn't think someone seriously put him on their list. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. He managed the fake Undertaker. Isn't that enough? I was being sarcastic when I said that. No, it's not enough. What about Nikolai Volkov? Nikolai and Dime Volkov. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and the Undertaker, that was terrible. They could have found someone better to uh, pull off that Undertaker. Brian Lee. Oh, you're saying to not. play the Undertaker. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They should have gotten Kane. Huh. Was he around then? He was, but he... Uh, Still the Unabomber? The, yeah. Or the Christmas Creature. One of the two at the time. Yowzers. Oh, yes. Sarah, who do we have next? List King 1 chose these four. Bobby Heenan, Paul Heyman, Jimmy Hart, and Captain Lou Albano. Speaking of the List King, I just saw he, he put up a list of the Stanley Kubrick films all in order, ranked. He did a very good job with that. So. Really? Yeah, List King won. He, he puts out some great lists often, um, which is why he would be the List King. Does he have a website? If you go on Instagram, look for our List King won. Why is it? But is it a website? Like, if you hit on a link, is it, does it bring you to a website? I'm going to be honest with you. I only dwell Instagram. I don't. I don't really dwell anything else. So I don't know if there's an actual physical website, but I do know that you know on his Instagram he puts like pictures. Like he'll he'll put like a picture of the list. So it'll be like the countdown of the list. I, he might he might host it on a website. I don't know. I'm just more old fashioned. I like you know going on a website and you know doing the www periods whatever. You know what yep. I mean like. Whatever you gotta put. Listking1.com. Maybe he needs to go to GoDaddy and uh, register that domain. And because we gave GoDaddy a shout, they should, you know, <laughs> take care of our web fees. That'd be awesome. Or maybe but I should uh, just stop being uh, an old man and just go on Instagram and try to figure this stuff out. That's <laughs> what you really want to say, right? Well, I mean, you know, for the sake of the show, maybe. But, you know, do whatever you want. I'll, I'll keep you in the loop here. But uh, we see Captain Lou Albano on here again. You know, I met him one time, and he was he was a very nice gentleman, but he was really... I miss the fat Captain Lou Albano. I got the skinny Captain Lou Albano. I mean... He... It's kind of like Chris Farley. Well, no, Chris Farley was never skinny. Yeah, yeah. well, Chris Farley did lose weight, but Chris Farley was much funnier when he was heavier. You can't help your, your health. No, I know. I'm just saying how it is. Let's, let's not lose weight because Ian likes me fat. <laughs> Well, you know, I liked Yokozuna when he was on the low end of fat. What do you mean? Well, you know, because he, he got really fat, yeah. but then he was just he was just fat, you know? Just, just big boned, you know? Towards the end? No, in the beginning. In the beginning? Yeah, like right. I liked Yokozuna then, but then he just gained too much weight. Right, yeah. I so there's, there's right. a line. Yes. You know? I see what you're saying. Okay, good. Yokozuma. Yokozuma, that menace. <laughs> All right, Sarah, who's next? Next we have the list from Mikey from the Streets. Bobby Heenan, Classy Fred Blassie, Jimmy Hart, and Sensational Sherry. All right, Classy Freddy Blassie, you pencil neck geeks. He called me that in person, too, so he wasn't wrong. But uh, Classy Freddy Blassie, legendary manager. I mean, I'm thinking right now the first client of his that comes to mind is uh, the Iron Sheik. I was thinking Hogan. 
Oh, yeah, Hogan. Yep. Yeah. Wow, how did I not That's... think of that one? But yeah, Freddie Blassie, I mean, he legendary uh, wrestler before that and then became a legendary manager and he was hitting people in the throat with his cane in no time. And he had that great fashion sense too, huh? Yeah. I like Freddie Blassie. That's a good pick. <laughs> he, he really but didn't have great fashion I know he sense. didn't. <laughs> I know he didn't. <laughs> sure. Do you remember the, um, like towards the end of his life when he did like the uh, the voiceovers for the WWE yeah, promo was, those were excellent yeah kind the of time, chills you know yeah the time he gave like the, the rally speech to the locker room right before invasion right yeah Freddie Blas- Blassie was legendary Look, speaking of fashion sense I'm looking at his LJN figure right now yeah the mustard yellow jacket and yep. the red shirt it's like whole red like it looks like almost like hospital scrubs right yeah, it does you're right but hey, you know, back then he, he he fit the part. He fit the part of a, a an effective '80s manager. Yeah, good pick. I like it. Yeah. Um, I'd say how so. has Mr. Fuji not been mentioned yet? Mr. Fuji will be mentioned. He will be mentioned. And that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, I'm surprised he hasn't been mentioned yet. Yeah. I mean, basically, I just put these lists in the order usually of when people send them to me, right. and it just so happened that the later submissions had Mr. Fuji on. Them. Okay. But yeah, no, he'll be on here. But, uh, okay, so Sarah, who do we have next? Polish's votes for Bobby Heenan, J.J. Dillon, Jim Cornette, and Classy Freddie Blassie. All right, Polish's here. Another vote for J.J. Dillon. I'm, I'm definitely happy to see that. I don't understand why J.J. Dillon didn't go back to being a manager when he went back to WCW, and instead they had him as, like, the, uh, the commissioner-type character. I mean, anytime J.J. Dillon's around, you have a guy like J.J. Dillon, he should be a manager. Even when the Horseman was put back together um, with Malenko, Benoit, uh, Flair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anderson. Yeah, he should have been a part he of should, that. Why not? He was there, yeah. right? He was there anyway. And, uh, I mean, they could have used him even better, too. Put him in the NWO, then. Have him turn his back on the Horseman. No, man. Too many people in the NWO. Yeah, okay. Just stop with that. All right. All right. I get you here. Uh, but we see Jim Cornette again. And then, even, Classy Freddy Blassie. Once again. That's, uh... That's cool. That's cool to see. All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Another first-time submitter, Ants in the Kitchen, with Bobby Heenan, J.J. Dillon, Captain Lou Albano, and Classy Freddie Blassie. All right, we're starting to see the same names piling up again, so you know what, Sarah, why don't you read the next one, too? Jordan in Tennessee has on his list Jim Cornette, Jimmy Hart, Bobby Heenan, and Sensational Sherry. Uh, again, yeah, we, we we are seeing the same names listed quite often here. Oh, just for fun, Sarah, just keep rolling here. Next is Cashman in Plymouth with Jim Cornette, Jimmy Hart, Bobby Heenan, and Paul Heyman. Wow. Look at all this. Bobby Heenan's there, man. He's going to be... It's a guarantee. When, sometimes, sometimes, a lot of the times, you know who your first two are going to be. Yes. And we knew without a doubt it was going to be Bobby Heenan. Right? Yeah. I did anyway. And, uh, I mean, you said two. Like, you said we always usually know two. So who do you think the second one is? Heyman. Yes, of course. Okay. So it's Bobby Heenan and Heyman, and then the other two are going to be up for the bait. Yeah. You know? And I think it's, it it is, it's going to be a close race. And just from the names that we've heard so far, Jimmy Hart and Jim Cornette, I think they're going to be battling for one of those, one of those spots there. Did, Did you put Jim Cornette on your list? That's from Pat. I'm sorry. That's it. Speak yeah. up, Pat. We're not. We're not quite at. We're not quite at the video version. Yet. No, not yet. Pat's a mute. It's it's all right. But uh, all right, Sarah. Who do we have next? 
Chad Engel Art's debut list is composed of Paul Heyman, Bobby Heenan, Gary Hart, and Captain Lou Albano. Chad Engel Art, awesome caricature artist. I found a caricature, caricature that he did of Paul Heyman, and I put it up on the Instagram page the other day, uh, giving him credit, and he reached out to me. He's a really good dude, he's a really good artist, and I should definitely go check him out on Instagram. But, hey, he mentions Gary Hart. First mention here for Gary Hart. Second. Oh, we've, we've mentioned Gary Hart before. Oh, and I completely... At least two. Oh, wow, okay. Well, Gary Hart, you know... uh Manager of the JTEX Corporation, manager of Terry Funk and the NWA, great Kabuki he managed, managed Kamala, she's uh, a great Muda he managed. He's um, he's been around and he's a very dangerous dude from Chicago too. Uh, many stories about him, you know, pulling out his switchblade and cutting people that tried to give him hell. Really? But yeah, and and Gary Hart supposedly has like the greatest wrestling book ever written. But it's no longer, it hasn't been in print for years, so if you can find a copy of his autobiography, it goes for like hundreds of dollars. I thought that distinction uh, went to Diana Hart. Diana Hart also <laughs> with an absolutely accurate and, and no, it's not accurate. But um, how do you know? Well, how do you know? She lived it. Did you live it? Uh, you're right. I, I did not live it, but she definitely wrote a doozy of a book. And well, to each their own. But uh, I mean, definitely very entertaining stories in there about. You know, Stu cooking all the chickens the morning of her wedding. But um, how do we get to Diane? Oh, the book. Yeah, Gary Hart. I, I'd like to find a copy of Gary Hart's book, even in PDF form, because I hear a lot about it. But yeah, you know, uh, Bobby Heenan, Paul Heyman on Chad Angle Art's list, and another vote for uh, Super Mario, Captain Lou there. It's nice to, uh, to have someone current on the list like Heyman. I like that it, he's going to be on there at the end. Yeah, and it's... It just shows his longevity and what he meant what he meant to the business. I mean, think about that. From the 80s mm-hmm. till now, yep. and it still be a top character. And even after running ECW. Like, right. Like, he took a break from managing to run ECW, and it ended up being like the, uh, one of the greatest, you know, promotions of all time. That Just great storylines, great feuds, great characters. And then to just completely, you know, ECW ends, and he jumps right into the role of commentator. There's Seamlessly a, jumps into the role of commentator. That's a great mind, and he had, he had a mind for every fa- every facet of the business. Yes, every facet. Yes, you know, except for being a wrestler itself, well, which is kind of funny in itself, isn't and, it? And for balancing a checkbook too. Well, <laughs> 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 all right, so he wasn't the strongest businessman. He wasn't the, uh, and he's not a wrestler. But aside from those two things, and he could have been a great businessman if he didn't take the deal with TNN. No. Yeah. Yeah, so I, he got too I big for so. his britches, and yeah, that's what happened. It's yeah, because he had to water down his product, right? And yeah. oh, oh, wrestling history! How it could breaks my heart. Could have been. Yep. All right, Sarah, who's next? On the mark shirt submits Bobby Heenan, Jim Cornette, Gary Hart, and Paul Heyman. On the mark shirts, there's an old school fan right there. You can see it just based on his list. And there we go, another vote for uh, old Switchblade himself, Gary Hart, right there. Um, we see Jim Cornette again. Man, personally, I want to see Jim Cornette make it to the end. Yeah, I do too. I would, you know, I because I feel like with all of his controversial comments nowadays, it really you know gets forgotten. You know why he is involved in the wrestling man and uh, the wrestling business, and it's because he was one of the greatest managers there ever was, and one of the greatest people to cut a promo. Yeah, definitely great, great promo. And uh, when he when he brought those guys in from Smoky Mountain to the WWE, yes, that was a. Uh, 
that was even good stuff, you know? The Heavenly Bodies. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like when like T.L. Hopper came up. No, not Dirty like, White Boy. And stuff. Oh, okay. I'm talking about like, you know, when he when he brought like the new Midnight Express. And, yeah, you know, well done. Yeah, well done. Yeah. The uh, Heavenly Bodies. Sure. No. He, you know, what was your first, favorite version of the bodies, though? Was it Hanson and, uh, and Tom Pritchard, or was it... Uh, Gigolo have, Jimmy Del Rey. Oh, definitely Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. Oh my God, he was such a creep with the mustache yeah, and like yeah, rubbing his chest definitely, hair. Hundred percent. Definitely. Oh my God, you could have made a whole like sleazy faction. <laughs> like he could have been like at the lead. <laughs> How cool would it have been if you had Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey and beautiful Bobby Eaton as a tag team? <laughs> they could be like the Stunners or something. Right. Yeah. Man, that'd be GQ awesome. GQ right there. That would have been awesome. But yeah. But how about Stan Lee? Like, always the tag team that guy, huh? Yeah. Stanley and always do it by himself. I, I hear he used to be like a pretty good uh, karate master. Oh really? Didn't do like wears gi everywhere. Yeah, yeah, like, he wears gi and wore like little like short kimonos around and stuff oh, like wonderful. that. Wonderful. Yeah, definitely uh in in a product of the eighties. So he was spotting those kudo short shots before you. Yes he was. Right. Yes he was. Good and according to Jim Cornette, great the cocksmith. The cocksmith? What do you mean what's a cocksmith? Uh, he got around. Oh. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sarah, who's next? Billy the Biker has on his list Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart, Paul Heyman, and Mr. Fuji. Ah, Master Fuji, right there. There he is. Deservedly so. Yep, yep. I mean, geez, you're wearing a Mr. Fuji shirt today. I know, right? Unbelievable. You didn't even ask me for a soft style. I, I didn't. I knew it wasn't at this oh, point. You're I know it's not. today. You cheat. You cheat. I am cheap. I am cheap. I'm not going to spring another $4. Cheap, 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 cheap. <laughs> <laughs> not springing four bucks for a soft shirt. It is so worth it. Your nipples will thank you. But Mr. Fuji was awesome. Throwing the salt at people. Hitting people with the cane. Yeah, the cane. Demolition. When you turn on demolition. Yep. You went with went the powers, powers of, of pain. pain. Stupid move. Why would you Why would you turn on the tag team champions? You were sick of them. <laughs> but they're the champions. Sick they're of their bullshit. Money. No. <laughs> he can buy all the salt he wants. No, it'll be fine. He well, knew... He knew he had. He was, you know, waiting in the wings for Yokozuna to come up. I was just gonna say he you know? he, he made it big with Yokozuna, managing a world champion. Mister so. Fuji was awesome. Yeah, not yeah. on mine. No, not on mine either. But going back to what we were talking about earlier, again, Mister Fuji, a wrestler who transitioned yes. into a manager. Exactly. And Mister Fuji also the king of pranks, the king of ribs. Yeah, let's uh, tell that story about the uh, the dog. Who's, uh, whose dog did he feed to? Oh, was it, uh, Professor... It was either Professor Tanaka or... Mr. Saito had this, had this dog. This little dog, and... Uh, he... He wronged... Not the dog, but Mr. Saito. Uh, wronged Mr. Fuji in some way, whether it be, like, a payoff or something like that. But Mr. Fuji decided to pull a prank on him and invite him over one day for barbecue. And... Once the guy, you know, bit into the barbecue and said, oh, wow, this is really good, Mr. Fuji revealed to him that the guy was eating his own dog. Kind of like uh, the big boss man in Al Snow. And that's where they got it from. <laughs> that is where they got it from. Is that where they got it from? Yeah, yeah, it was... Not surprised. Yeah, Mr. Fuji pulled some pretty mean pranks, I gotta say, as a, as a dog lover. I kind of don't like that one, but, uh, you know... <sighs> Can't make excuses for people, I guess. No. I'm Sad. a dog lover, too. <laughs> really? You could have fooled me. <laughs> no, I am. Okay. <laughs> I'm a big baby. This my dog. Tyson. You got an awesome dog. Right. Unless he's uh, 
knocking people's beers over, Pat. What <laughs> a time he ran into the room, jumped through the air, and just darted like a bullet right on Pat's lap and spilled his beer yeah, all over man, him. Because he's freaking nuts. That dog is like the ultimate warrior. He's just crazy. Do you or do you not want to drink your beer? Pat's beer went everywhere. <laughs> it was everywhere. It was on him, on the couch. The dog got a taste. <laughs> Maybe that's why he ran in the room. Like, that was his opportunity. He's like, beer, 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 beer. It's possible, I guess. <laughs> Sarah, who's next? Next up is the list from Hunter the River Dweller, Bobby Heenan, Paul Heyman, Miss Elizabeth, and Brother Love. Brother, Brother Love. Love! Yeah, mention for Brother Love as a manager. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, I think he only managed The Undertaker. Yeah, Briefly. That's, that's all he managed. Yeah. He would be more of like a... What would we call him? Like a talk show host? A personality? Yeah, just, you know, the, what would he, is there a name for those segments? Talk like, show segments. Talk show segments, yeah, yeah. that's really it. I mean, great character, regardless. Right. Great character, I, I don't... I yeah, if we were talking about, like, you know, just wrestling characters, or if maybe those talk show things were incorporated into this, yep. you know, yeah, I could see that. I could even see Jake Jake Roberts with his snake pit. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. no, not I mean not as a manager. Yeah, I, I do like I do love Brother Love though. Brother Love's great. Yep. And then uh, the princess herself, Miss Elizabeth, she makes the list again. Uh, I'm telling you, the Poffo brothers, it's money. It's oh, money. The Mario brothers. Somebody's thing? gonna make a shirt. Somebody's gonna design a logo of Randy Savage, as uh, as Mario, and Hogan as Bowser and. Gotta make that happen. And of course, Lanny is Luigi. Luigi. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, who do we have next? The four from Pete Bowe, now you know, are Paul Heyman, Paul Bearer, Ted DiBiase, and Nature Boy Ric Flair. So a vote for Nature Boy Ric Flair, I, I would assume when he was uh, managing Evolution and uh, managing Randy Orton as a singles. And... No. No? No. Doesn't cut it for you, huh? No. Okay. And then another vote there for Ted DiBiase. No. Yeah. I mean, Ted DiBiase and Ric Flair, two of the greatest heels of all time, but as managers... Yeah, they two of the greatest heels of all time, but not, I mean, not as managers. Right. And surprisingly, not uh, Pete Bowe, now you know, no vote for Bobby Heenan. Oh, and he should be on everybody's list. <laughs> He's, like, one of the people that I don't mind to keep repeating. Because sure. He's, he deserves it, man. I mean, there's I no mean, one people above would, him. People would drive him crazy just calling him Weasel. Right. To the point that he re- they had to wear a weasel suit for losing a stipulation. Yeah. Or what about when Matilda was chasing after Chase him? Chase him around. And then he, then he dog-napped Matilda with the Islanders. Right. Yeah, man, Bobby was great. He's the best ever. The best ever. I'm going to put it out there right now. Best ever. He should be on everybody's list. I almost feel like because of everything Bobby Heenan did, he could even be like on the Mount Rushmore of just wrestling. Yes. Absolutely. And, I mean, while we're at it, why not put Bob Backlund up there or Arnold Skolin? For managers? For managers. I mean, if you're going to put Bobby Heenan and Ric Flair, yeah. I prefer to watch Bob Backlund as a manager. <laughs> no? But I, I love Bob Backlund. <laughs> I, would, I, I think Bob Backlund is so entertaining as a manager. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I did not like him as a wrestler. That's sir! Are you listening, <laughs> sir? See, Do you know your state capital, sir? I did not. I didn't like Bob Backlund as a wrestler. I thought he was boring as hell. But as a manager, oh come he on! Was what, great. what about when he was doing the thing on his knees? No, Dropped out to, oh that's so funny! And his duck walk. No, I don't. I don't like him. <laughs> oh man, Bob Backlund, I love that guy. All right, Sarah, who's next? The first ever submission from Phil Squared is Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart, Captain Lou Albano, and J.J. Dillon. Uh, great, 
great list right there. I mean, again, Jimmy Hart, it, when you really stop and you think about it, I mean, Jimmy Hart has been involved in so many awesome, awesome moments, so many awesome angles. I mean, I'm just thinking now about, you know, when he managed Earthquake and then got involved in the, into the feud with Hogan, and then what about when Jimmy Hart managed the uh, Dungeon of Doom in WCW? Yeah, yeah ugh. <laughs> no, I, Jimmy Hart in WWF was a great manager. Yeah. Not so much in WCW. What about when he was with the Nasty Boys and he wore, like, the biker helmet? That was cool. I thought that was cool, too. That was cool. Uh, and he managed the Fabulous Ruchos, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, All Jimmy American Hart, boys. man. Now, who was a great WCW manager, aside from J.J. Dillon? Well, it depends how you look at it, because, I mean, there's, I mean, Sherry. Rob Sherry. Parker. Um but a great WCW manager, huh? Yikes. That that is a tough well, I mean you, you had Paulie dangerously with the Dangerous Alliance, okay. you know, in the yep. beginning. Yep. Um you know, woman, Miss Elizabeth. Jimmy Hart. Yeah, but where were they the, their best at? WWF, right? Yeah. Like, if you think about Jimmy Hart, you're not going to think about him in WCW. Teddy you're not Long. not going to think about Elizabeth in WCW. Even Teddy Long, I'm going to think about in WWE, making yeah. a tag match to the SmackDown. Yeah. You know? That's, that is true. Yeah, nobody mentioned Teddy Long. No? No. Not there. Because nope. there weren't great WCW managers. There weren't, there wasn't great WCW much, to be beyond, honest. Beyond, I mean, really beyond, like... The NWO. That was it. Like, yeah, NWO well, no, was the I was going to say. WCW ever had. Well, I'm talking about his managers, though. I mean, when you had, when you had uh, Paul Heyman and Jim Cornette like feuding with one another, mm-hmm. those were really the only, you know, the, the only time that I can remember that the managers were really prevalent uh, in the storylines. Right. Beyond that, no, I, I can't think of anything. And then you bring in a guy like Bobby Heenan to just do strictly commentary. Well, that, but that was his. Request though. Oh really? He didn't want to be a manager. No, he was he was done being a manager. His right. his neck had you know he had too many neck surgeries. He was too worried about getting injured. Uh, so that that was on his own volition. But still, I mean, come on, you could have had Bobby. <sighs> Bobby Heenan was just the best at everything. Okay, Sarah, who do we have next? Next is a list from JC from EP who also hates Bret Hart, Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart, Mr. Fuji, and Jim Cornette. So yes, I, I was informed this week that JC from EP also has a burning hate for Bret Hart as well. Did he say that involuntarily? Like he just, he said he hated Bret Hart. No, he like he also break like from listening to the show. Right. He no, wanted no. to he wanted to make it known that he also hates Bret Hart. All right, and I would like to know why he hates Bret Hart because I'm sure that they're the same reasons as I do. I think the reasons are pretty universal. Right. Yeah. With every anyone that hates Bret Hart. Sure. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, no. Everyone should hate Bret Hart. <laughs> Brian hates Bret. Brian hates Bret. Brian hates Bret. Brian hates Bret. But, uh, yeah, so he puts Mr. Fuji on his list as well. Uh, we see Jim Cornette and Jimmy Hart again. I really feel like they're going to be battling for a top spot. And then another vote there for Bobby Heenan. And, uh, yeah, it looks like Bobby Heenan's uh, He's on the there, rest man. of these He's lists. There. Like, but, uh, we should have just said, you know, name your top two. Because it's... Yeah. Name your top two, because, you know, we just put automatically put Heenan and Heyman in there, because it's uh, no doubter. Absolutely. I'm surprised no Kim Chi. No? Or yeah. Harvey Whippleman. 
Harvey Whippleman is on my list of managers that I'm surprised didn't get mentioned. Yeah. I think people just, like, overlooked him. Yeah. Forgot about him. Yeah. I was I was being sarcastic about kimchi, though. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Uh, so who do we have next, sir? Steve the Savage votes for Bobby Heenan, Jim Cornette, Captain Lou Albano, and the Grand Wizard. So our first vote for the Grand Wizard of Wrestling right there, the the manager of the superstar Billy Graham. I remember him being the manager also of the masked superstar as well. He, uh... He had this like swami kind of gimmick in yep. the 70s and early 80s and unfortunately he passed away right before the big boom but if if he had if he had been alive when uh, Hulk Hogan had come around then he would be probably in a similar position of, of Bobby Heenan as uh, just you know feeding these monsters to Hogan and Grand Wizard would probably take some shots from Hogan as well yeah I mean I heard you mentioned the uh, the mask superstar now, that was Bill Eady, correct? Yes, it was. Demolition Axe. Right. A lot of people don't know that. No, and I thought he played a great character as the masked superstar. I mean, just a, a masked superstar. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, he was like a heel, and, you know, he, he was just very confident and arrogant and uh, <clears throat> played a great part. But, yeah, Man of Joe is the Grand Wizard. But, um, what about, yeah. What about Oliver Humperdinck? Oh, nobody mentioned him either. You like manage Bam Bam, right? Yeah, and then I think in WCW they ended up calling him the Big Dink. Oh, did they really? <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Hey, nobody mentioned Dink. The little the little guy? Yeah, the little guy with Doink. Oh, he wasn't there for a while. Maybe <laughs> he could maybe he could play Toad in the uh, Mario Brothers. Oh, Dink can play Toad. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. In the uh, Bowser, Hulk Hogan awesome. has Bowser, and either that or like the Haiti kid or something. Yeah. No, he's no. No. Okay. Think. Think. <laughs> okay. So let's get to this list of uh, of people that we're surprised haven't been mentioned. So I'm gonna throw you know some of these names at you. Um, first one, Paul Jones. Paul Jones was a was a Jim Crockett Pro NWA manager. But um, Paul Jones's army. He had Abdullah the Butcher. He had the Barbarian. Uh, he managed Superstar Billy Graham for a little while, but he was one that I'm surprised hadn't gotten mentioned. We already mentioned the Doctor of Style, Slick. He was not mentioned. Uh, Should have been mentioned at yeah, least once. Yeah, I mean, great manager for a lot of... But who am I to say? He's not on mine either, so... Well, how about not a single vote for either Beulah or Francine from ECW? Nah, I wouldn't put them on there either. But come on, Beulah fought for her man. She bled for her man. Is she on yours? No. All right, then. Okay. Um, Don't fight for him if they're not on your list either. One that I'm actually very surprised didn't get mentioned at all was Sonny. Yeah, but oh, what did she manage? She managed the Body Donnas and the Smoking, smoking guns. guns. Farouk, very shortly. Yeah. All right, maybe. Yeah. Eye candy, man. That was the yeah. all that was. And then, I mean, of course, managing Chris Candido and Smoky Mountain and an ECW. Yeah. Uh, Luna Vachon, there's somebody nobody bit. We mentioned her earlier, but nobody mentioned Luna Vachon. Uh, Harvey Whippleman, nobody mentioned. No mention for Baby Doll or Precious. Um, here's one. Uh, not the original wrestling manager, but an old school manager, Bobby Davis. And Bobby Davis was the manager of uh, the Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. And famously, Bobby Heenan was mistaken for Bobby Davis. And that's how Bobby Heenan got the name Bobby. Oh, really? His name isn't even Bobby. No kidding. What's, what's Bobby Heenan's real name? Oh, you don't know it. I stumped you. I stumped Ian. Oh, happy day. 
<laughs> well, now we have to keep that in. Um, let's see, Bobby. Raymond. Raymond what? Raymond Lewis Heenan. Man, I got you. You did. You got me. That's awesome. Ray. Yep. Um, yeah, we mentioned, nobody mentioned Virgil. Uh, a local manager, Sidney Bacabella from Top Rope Promotions. Yeah, he's, I think he's a phenomenal manager, he is, and man. and I I know nobody was gonna mention him. However, I gotta give him a mention because I think that if one of the big companies did sign him, it would be such a throwback, and I think he would make a great manager. He, well, he's got that old school mentality, right? Quiet down, quiet he, down, quiet he's down. Strictly old school. And yeah, that's what we love about him. Where's the toupee? Where's the glasses? Dresses right. like Mickey Mouse. Over the top, and he can work. And he can work. Like this guy has it all. Can you imagine him managing like the the revival or FTR, whatever they're called now? Right. Oh my god, that would be perfect. It really would. The guy, you know, the guy knows how to get heat, and he's got the awesome character, and yeah, I wish somebody would uh, take a closer look at him. But Sarah, who is our last person to submit a list this week? Our last submission comes to us from the Blue Lou, Bobby Heenan, Paul Bearer, Miss Elizabeth, and Paul Heyman. All right, so there we go. More votes for Heenan, Bearer, Heyman, and. Uh, you know, Elizabeth, she's not going to be on the Mount Rushmore, but she does get another list. Or she does get a mention on the list. Um, but Brian, who is on your Mount Rushmore of managers? <sighs> so my Mount Rushmore of managers, obviously, is going to be Bobby Heenan. It's going to be uh, Paul Heyman. It's going to be Sensational Sherry. Yep. And man, I got to go with Jimmy Hart. With Jimmy Hart. Okay. Go Jimmy Hart. You know, you... You had me on the edge of my seat right there because we almost had the exact same Mount Rushmore. Really? Because mine is Bobby Heenan, Paul Heyman, Sherry, and Jim Cornette. Yep. And it's funny because Jim Cornette and Jimmy Hart, both very close uh, in this uh, this battle for the end, but let's find out. Sarah, would you please read for us the stats? This episode's Mount Rushmore of managers is Bobby Heenan with 26 votes, Paul Heyman with 19 Paul Bearer with 13, and with 12 votes, Jimmy Hart. Following relatively closely with 10 votes, Jim Cornette, with 6, Captain Lou Albano, and with 4 votes each, Sensational Sherry, J.J. Dillon, and Miss Elizabeth, with 3 votes each, Paul Ellering, Classy Freddie Blassie, and Gary Hart, and finally with 2 each, Mr. Fuji and the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Alright, you think they got it right, Brian? Bobby Heenan, Paul Heyman... Paul Bearer, and Jimmy Hart. Well, if I thought they got it right, that would have been my fault, wouldn't it? That was your fault. Wasn't it? No. Oh, that's right. You didn't have Paul Bearer. I did not. Oh. So you don't listen to me. Okay. You don't okay. listen to me. I'm sorry. Uh, I have if to... I wanted this kind of treatment, I'd go home with my wife. <laughs> I'd stay home. I'd say, you know what? I'm just going to stay home because you don't listen to me here either. <laughs> Unreal. I'm looking at 32 different lists in front of me right now. Well, that's your fault. I'm sorry that, that I didn't get your list right. Fine. No, that's it. So, that's it. all right, fine. I, I I won't call you lovely or talented then. Whatever. Brian's back in the corner. I thought nobody put Brian in the corner. I think he put himself there. Oh, all right. So I guess Brian's in the corner. Well, next week's list. Next week's list is a big announcement. We want to know who is on your Mount Rushmore of wrestling commentators. So let us know who is on your Mount Rushmore of wrestling commentators. You can let us know on Instagram. You can you can reply to you know one of the pictures that I will no doubt be putting up this week to collect as many votes as possible. 
You can comment on YouTube, let us know there, just, you know, you know how to reach us. Have your people talk to our people, and let us know what your list is. Any last words, Brian? Wow, he's still in the corner. He, does, he doesn't want to leave the corner. Alright, so, I guess, uh, the only thing left to say is, you know, like, share, and subscribe on YouTube, Squared Circle History. Drop an elbow on that notification icon so you know exactly when our latest videos drop. Go on to Instagram, square.circle.history. You can friend us on there. Friend us on YouTube. Just let us know. Any way you can, just choose your four. So for Brian, who's in the corner, and for Sarah... Till next time. This is Ian from Squared Circle History saying, good night. Nobody throws Brian in the corner. And my Mount Rushmore of opponents would be Sandman, Dreamer, Shane Douglas, and myself. I was my own biggest enemy in more ways than I can count. In fact, I was probably my most evil and worth, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, destructive opponent. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty accurate. The Mount Rushmore of my opponents, of my arch nemesis, of my arch nemeses, would be Sandman, Dreamer, Shane Douglas, and myself. Quote the Raven, nevermore. <laughs>